The second to last ever episode of Justified is over, and it really hurts me to say that right now, but it is true. And we're getting started talking about it a little bit later than we had hoped here on the Justified podcast. We are back. We are talking about the penultimate episode of Justified, Collateral. I'm Josh Wiggler, and I am joined here by a man whose teeth do not glow in the dark, but his skin sparkles in the sunlight because he is like a vampire from Twilight. He is my Edward Cullen, uh, Antonio Mazzaro. Hi, Edward. For that, Josh, I think I'm just going to hand you my badge and uh, my 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 stars here. I think this is it. You got my badge. You got my ID. This is this is it for me. I'm, You're I'm turning rogue. it in. Are you quitting the podcast? I'm going rogue. Compared you to Robert Pattinson, the most handsome man of the men. He's the most handsome man of the men. He's a very handsome man. Uh, he's a little pale for my liking. I, I prefer to think of him as Cedric Diggory. Uh, you like him back in his Harry Potter days. I like him back in his... It was a more innocent time back then. Yes, well, but I mean, you know, so I don't want to spoil Harry Potter. Can I spoil Harry Potter at this point? I mean, are you about to talk about how Cedric Diggory dies in Harry Potter book four at (laughs) the end? (laughs) Well, that cat's out of the bag. I just dropped it. I don't even care. Uh, listen, I'm sorry about that. If anyone's a huge Harry Potter fan or was about to become, (laughs) (laughs) you're a huge fan. I feel like you're fine. It's it's those people who are just putting it off until Uh, they had kids. There's plenty of other surprises in store for you. And you know what? It actually probably does you well to be prepared for that one. It's really shocking, uh, and changes the whole tenor of the books. Uh, if you just get to it cold. So, yeah. uh, there you go. So we, we've got so that like, now. Now next on Pottercast, what will we talk yeah, about? So what's more brutal, the way that I just spoiled Cedric Diggory's death in book four in Harry Potter or the way that uh, Boyd Crowder shoots Shea Wiggum from Boardwalk Empire in the head uh, in this episode? I that that I, I think that that was more brutal. You kind of ripped the... Uh, yeah, I just went for it. Where you it just, just ripped the Band-Aid right off. Yeah, that was a really long, drawn-out thing uh, that everybody knew was coming, including the deceased party. Yeah, the minute he saw Boyd Crowder or hold that gun uh, dressed like a cop he knew he was toast he knew he was toast he knew he was going to be uh staring down the black hole of boyd crowder's gun (laughs) yep (laughs) not going to touch that one something yeah don't touch that you don't want to touch that all right here we are we're talking about the second last episode of justified obviously we are putting it off as long as we can getting into this episode because antonio that means we only got one more episode to talk about after this one we only have one more episode to talk about. Should we talk about how we're going to do that? Yeah, sure. Let's just do that right up front. Okay, so we have been doing these podcasts as audio only. I think that's, personally, I do think that that's a big part of the reason why these podcasts, in my humble opinion, have been as, as good as they have been. I think that we've been really on fire talking about Justified Antonio. It's been one of my, uh, it has been my favorite conversation of any show that I've had uh, with you so far. And I think that these podcasts have been really great. And I think it's because we get to have some time to process the episode, to sit down, really gather our thoughts and talk about the episode. So with that out of the way, we haven't really done the live shows very often uh, because we weren't sure if the quality would be quite the same. So we'll just end up giving you, we're going to take the risk of giving you a crappy podcast next week and we're going to be live. We're going to be live after the finale. How about that? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. And I'm sure it won't be crappy. And if it is crappy, the good news is we're going to do uh, a second, final uh, Justified podcast. So here's the, here's the scoop. We're going we're gonna to be live right after the finale next Tuesday. Do you know what the date uh, of that is offhand? I think that's the 14th. 14th. Yeah, yes, 14th it's the day before April. tax day. Yeah. We will be doing that. We will be, uh, we will, we will be easing you into tax day. We will be easing you out of Harlan County with a live show right after the Justified finale so make sure you are around for that that's going to be a really fun show antonio and i live on the air you'll see how the sausage is made uh and uh 
it's it's really it's an ugly process i have to make sausage you got to make sausage i know you have a recipe don't hold out of me you made sausage for me when we were in upstate new york you know no 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 uh that was that's a sore subject oh, josh it's gonna, be really, sore, it's gonna be really sore tough. subject it's gonna be really tough talking about uh justified live on the air and not slipping up about all the terrible things we did when we were in upstate new york and we were uh, just you know running uh you're not stopping me you were just Can gonna you- let me go can you can you i mean i'm just gonna at this point that you're just gonna i'm gonna let, let you go. hoist yourself by your own petard okay well that, that might happen <laughs> That's, um, i don't even yeah that i just I, I it's a sore 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 subject josh indeed it is antonio indeed it is uh so that is what we're gonna do we are going to talk potentially about all of the secrets of upstate new york but certainly we're going to talk about the justified finale live after the episode next week uh and then we will do one final justified podcast taking questions from you guys but also just kind of looking at the series overall seeing how all the chips landed how all of the players on the board where they wound up what we think of this final season in the grand scheme of things what we just think of the show overall what the legacy will be all of that good stuff. So we'll do one uh, last wrap-up Justified show. So after this week, even though there's only one episode of Justified left, there are two Justified podcasts here on Post Show Recap. So I think that's a pretty sweet deal. If there's any show that deserves a post a mortem, it's this one. Yeah, I think so. Because it'll never leave Harlan alive, it, right? It, it never will, and it'll it'll hopefully leave post show recaps alive. But uh, no. no, no promises. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really pumped to talk about this episode actually uh, because. I I loved this one and we we were talking I think it was last week we were talking about whether or not Justified was going to like wrap up all of its business in the penultimate episode and then like kind of give us like a slower finale episode like with everything has mostly been cleared out of the way. Looks like that is not going to be the case because things are crazier than ever and the fact that there is only one episode of Justified left is kind of mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I they I mean, uh, there was a lot that went on here. And yet again, there was not much that went on here. Characters died and yet other main characters are just kind of moved around the board. So not entirely a chess pieces, classic kind of episode. But on the other hand, the main confrontations that we want to get, um, we did not get this episode. So they're all set up. Uh, this was kind of a tease of an episode in those respects, because we even though we got great scenes like the scene between Raylan uh, and Boyd that have been several seasons in the making uh on the on the hillside there it wasn't the final confrontation so we kind of speculated maybe the justify would be the kind of show that would pack everything into the penultimate episode and then the final episode would be fallout uh they definitely went the other direction they went the other direction i'm happy about it i i think this is great i think it's really badass that this is the type of finale we are looking at we're just like so much needs to happen you know you've got Raylan on on the trail of boyd uh, although it seems like he's in custody at this point, you've got Art on Raylan's trail, uh, Ava in Avery's custody, Boyd possibly very seriously injured from the explosion. Uh, Loretta is with Avery. Lots of things going on. Tons and tons and tons of there. Where, where's Win Duffy going to land in all of this? Because we know he's going to Harlan. He has a, a, a topography map of Harlan County. And a, and a shagging wagon. Yeah, and a shagging wagon. Uh, so it's it's great. Like All of this has to converge fairly quickly. Um, and you, you kind of have to imagine that a lot of it is going to intersect at the same time. So this finale is really positioned to be pretty freaking explosive. Um, and it makes me wonder how much it's going to wrap up versus what it's going to leave open ended. And I'm the kind of person that I, I like things to be left open ended, um, not all the way. Um, and not every single storyline, but I like it a lot. Like if, 
if they end next week with, I don't know, Avery Markham somehow gets out of this and he throws Win Duffy into the back of his van and he drives away and it's up to us to decide whether or not he's going to do what he says he's supposed to do to Win Duffy or is Win Duffy just going to do what he always does and survive like the cockroach he is, I'd be really happy with an ending like that. Um, so that could happen or Win Duffy could finally get his brains blown out or he could kill Avery Markham. Who knows? There's just so much going on and it really like, kind of feels... Um, I don't know. It feels like it feels like we're building towards I know we're building towards like the climax of a Western story, but it really feels almost like we're positioned for like a like a big like Tarantino finale is kind of what I'm feeling right now. Where they all go to a movie theater and then they just kind of are all watching the same movie. Rewrite history (laughs) (laughs) by killing Hitler. Uh, Also a spoiler alert. Uh, But yeah, so I I just feel like we are in uh, we're in a really good position right now with Justified. Yeah, I and and the way that they positioned the characters uh, specifically is interesting. We're headed down, I think, to see some pairings or some, some showdowns that I don't think we necessarily expected to see uh, them play out the way they did. I when we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, I don't think we saw Markham uh, getting Ava as the solution here, like I did, or as a as the outcome. Like I don't think we necessarily contemplated that as the most likely thing that we were going to see it seemed very likely that either Raylan or Boyd was going to get her or she was going to get away now Markham's back in the game yeah and then Markham partnering with Loretta uh, is sort of surprising certainly she did it out of uh, self-preservation but that doesn't mean it wasn't surprising and to see that kind of play out the way that did uh, was interesting and I think that that sets up a very uh, sort of wild card type finish uh, to that storyline because she clearly is not fully on board with Avery Markham. She might find a way to get revenge on Avery Markham. She might have to do something to show her loyalty to Avery Markham. There's just a lot in play there. And then you put Raylan in custody at the end of this episode. I guess I, if I had a guest, I would have said, well, maybe the series will end with Raylan having to kind of pay for some of his misdeeds. But not the penultimate episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I'm, and it's just surprising. Why didn't Constable Bob die? Because uh, you can't kill Constable Bob. You can't kill Constable Bob, even though I think he knew that Raylan stole his car, which was hilarious. Oh, he totally knew, and it was hilarious. It was he's awesome. Like just kind of speaking out loud, like Raylan, did you take my crown, Vic? But um, <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, he tracked him. You can't. You, then he tracked him, but you can't. Uh, you can't kill Constable Bob. But I, I think he's mortally wounded, or, or or he's critically wounded at the very least. I should say. So even if he survives his injuries in the hospital, there, I don't see him playing a role in the final, uh, the final episode. But yeah, Boyd Crowder hopped right out of prison, or hopped right out of his prison bed, uh, and is back in the mix here and showing a little bit of blood, uh, but not much, uh, not much worse for wear there from being shot in the chest yet, uh, like three days before that. So. I think anything's really possible. Anything's really possible. I will say on the Constable Bob front, I feel pretty good about that being his final appearance on the show. If it is his final appearance on the show again, I think that speaks to like the open-ended idea. Like in my mind, Constable Bob is going to survive that and be just fine because he's freaking Constable Bob and he will be okay. I also just don't see how you get him out of the hospital in like the amount of time we are going to have for the series finale uh, and what the value of bringing him out would be. I think that this was a really good send off for Constable Bob. So, uh, I actually hope we don't see him again. I thought that he was terrific in his uh, in this final episode of his, if it is indeed his final episode. But why don't we just get into the specific specifics of the episode? Because there's so much to talk about this week. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's jump um, right in. Where do, where do we begin? In, and I mean, I guess we have to begin at the beginning, right? Like, yeah, we have to start with Raylan, like doing what I tried to do, turning in his badges and ID. Well, before that, we get the scene of Boyd pulling. Uh, oh, that's right. He's he's pulled over the guy that he was tailing at the end of last week. And it is indeed Shea Wiggum is the name of the actor, correct? That's correct. Yeah, and he is from Boardwalk Empire, which is a show that you podcasted about with Jeremiah Panhorst. He's a big character on that show. Yeah, he plays Eli Thompson, uh, which is Nucky Thompson's brother. The relationship between the brothers ends up being central to the story in Boardwalk Empire in a number of ways um, with some very key moments throughout the series. Uh, So he's I mean, he was you don't cast a guy like this to just die in that moment in the car. You cast him to die in the car later in the episode so that there's really some heft to it. Yeah, it was definitely I feel like it was it was. I don't know if you call that stunt casting. It was purposeful casting. It was very deliberate. Let's get a guy who really brings the good. Somebody who's pretty hot right now, I would say. Uh, he was just on Agent Carter, uh, had a really good run on that show. He's he's popping up in places for sure, this guy. Uh, and I feel like you cast this guy because even if he's not going to be like a, a long-running character for you know the rest of this season, which is granted it wouldn't be running very far since there's only one episode left, even though he's not going to be like a character of like, serious 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 pivotal importance i think that the role he plays um in in terms of how the audience views boyd going forward i think is monstrous i think it's huge um and i think that having a guy with his heft having a guy with his caliber and recognition uh i think is a really smart choice uh on everybody's part to cast this guy as this character who i believe according to graham yost an interview with graham yost his name is hagen Hagen. Yeah, that's what it said on the closed captions as well. And yeah, he I mean, he he had a bit part in True Detective, but it was really interesting. True Detective is a show that spans and this is not spoiling anything about True Detective and I won't. It spans a long period of years. There's some stuff that happens in the past that they show sort of happening in real time. uh, And then there's stuff that's happening in the current timeline of the show. He as a character shows up in both timelines in the past. He's very earnest, very eager, very happy, kind of upbeat, very kind of helpful. Uh, in the future, he is he is really beaten down by life and really worn, and he wears it so well that the minute he pops up on screen in this role, and we kind of speculated about this, like, hey, we don't think this is anybody we've seen before, but they clearly are making it a point to show that Boyd's trailing this truck. He's a, he's a fugitive. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna get this truck, and that's exactly what happened. So having him having Shea Wiggum pop up in this role. Uh, really solid stuff here and yeah. and having him kind of be the one I mean, this is the guy who's been in major motion pictures that uh, you know nominated MMPs, for Academy Awards. oh my god MMPs he's bringing the MMP heat yeah. to Justified yeah. so he's not a not a lightweight not exactly a lightweight like Arthur Digby Zellers no he was great he was terrific I really loved him in this episode I thought this was this was great it reminds me I won't I won't spoil the the specifics I won't spoil the character or the actor but Antonio and anyone who watched Breaking Bad will know that, you know, in the penultimate episode of that series, they bring in a heavy gun, like a a gun that's not like an A-list actor necessarily, but somebody who is recognizable, someone with gravitas to play a role that doesn't seem like it needs an an actor of that caliber, but because you get an actor of that caliber, that role just really pops in a way. Speaking Uh, of Tarantino films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's, they reminded me of that immediately, and I just, I loved what they did with his character in this episode. So I really can't wait to talk more about the Boyd story. But yeah, let's talk about what you mentioned a little while ago. Uh, Art Mullen is going to find, uh, he's going to meet up with Tim, and they are going to find Raylan's car with Earl in the backseat handcuffed. Uh, the shitbag there, he's the good news. The, 
bad news is that Raylan has left his badge behind. So he has gone rogue officially. Yeah, this is at least he's nice enough to do that. And it's noticed right away by uh, by Cope. So it's not a it's not the kind of most surprising thing that Raylan would do this. And Raylan has an interesting line about it later in the episode, which we'll get to. But Raylan is fully cognizant of exactly what he's doing at this point, that he has been expressly told not to do what he's doing, that he is going full rogue. Uh, and He may as well just drop all pretense and go for it. Uh, and that's what we see right in the next scene. He goes to see his uh, his sort of kin, right? Lothar of the Hill People. Is that what this guy's name is? Is that what his name is? I think his name is Cope. Yeah, Cope. Uh, this is again according to a, to the Yahoo interviews with Graham Yost, uh, played by Tom Proctor. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Tom Proctor plays Graham Yost. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. He's been doing it his whole life. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a meta thing. Are they going to make a movie about that? A pro- a proctorologist. Oh, oh yeah, I can see. Uh, I, I'm really behind that joke. Yeah, I know you are. I, I know. Mean, it, was I kind of be- an, it was kind of an ass of a joke. I hate to be bringing up the rear with that one. Yeah, I feel like a real butt right now. My right. my puns are really on the, <laughs> I was going to say nose, but then I was trying to think of that. No, forget we're just going to stop. Just forget it. Shut it down. You get a gold starfish. All right. I appreciate that. Oh, God. No problem. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Raylan runs into him, runs into Cope, runs into a whole bunch of hill people. Uh, I, I love them all like emerging from the trees. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he got the drop on them immediately. Yeah, this yeah. is You're not sneaking hill people by Raylan. Not this time. They already got him once, not twice. I really liked this this little, you know, this basically it's just the, the pre-credits stuff with the, with the hill people. They don't come back in any meaningful way in this episode, at least. Can you imagine that they're going to come back next week? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe these are Chekhov's hill people. Uh, but I kind of I kind of liked their use here as just a reminder that everything in Harlan is changing to the extent that like the mountaintops where where the hill people live, like they're about to get cut down by the end of the year and they need to be on the move. Um, I think that that's a really uh, cool way of conveying that just everything that's going on in Harlan, like everything is different. Like history is really happening right now. Yeah, I love that, too. And I put that in my notes. Uh, Cope says sort of offhandedly slurry pond foul the spring. Mm-hmm. And a slurry is kind of this material that's left over in coal mining. It's this sort of gross like um, sludge. I should say slurry is kind of an accurate word. And of course, it's toxic waste is ultimately what it is. And of course, toxic waste fouled the spring. That's happening in, in all these eastern Kentucky, western Virginia, west Virginia, uh, just all throughout the area is where that kind of mining is going on. That's happening. I really like that about this show, and I've talked about this before, being a Kentuckian and someone who's worked closely with these issues. It it, it brings them up and it shows the kind of reality of them without without really like, I don't know, making it like a social issue or tugging at a heartstring or, or bringing an agenda uh, to bear. And, and Cope's attitude about this in the scene really represents that, where he just kind of has said, well, what can I do? Like, you, you know, I there's not there's not really room for us. We're just going to have to move like he he's not really complaining about it. I don't know how much of that is him kind of slow playing Raylan in that scene. But I really like how that comes out without it being the central point of the scene. I think that's a real, real strength of justified. We talked about that article that really talks about uh, the strength of Justified. And I want to talk about that uh, with regard to Ava, especially Zachariah's view of Ava. Yeah, uh, get into it. Just go. Keep going. 
Well, so so there's a lot of discussion about Ava, uh, and is she responsible for her actions? Should we have any sympathy for her? Uh, Zachariah obviously sees her for the victim that I think a lot of people could see her as. Uh, she was beaten down by all these crowders over and over and over again. But Zachariah kind of makes the point that that Raylan has kind of used her too, and that she, you know, she is for whatever whatever problems that she's found herself in, she's responsible for her actions, but she isn't necessarily responsible for the person that she is that's put herself in the position of making those decisions then i don't think the show is making a point to talk about victims of domestic violence and really feature them in a in like a social commentary kind of way uh, like other shows might do obviously some shows really bring those axes to grind Uh, some shows do it in a sappy way i think justified is really smart because they know that there's certain viewers that are watching the show for the the action and the narrative and the drama of the the very pre- the present storyline but there are also people that are that are a lot more capable of taking in a deeper analysis and deeper drama and the way they bring these things up subtly i i just love how zachariah in this episode was really just ranting about the crowders beating down uh, ava but also found time to really give Raylan a hard time about that. And I think it's all valid. And I think it all really does inform us who Ava Randolph, the person was. We talked a lot this season about Josh, how there were all these discussions about Ava Randolph. uh, She was so beautiful. She was such the best person. And she was all these great things and this icon that everyone admired and aspired to be around or be with. And she sort of had just a kind of a wilted rose or a fallen star. And so much, much of that is because of Bowman Crowder and because of what happened with that relationship that put her in a position where Boyd is her best option. So she said that to Raylan multiple times. Like, what what would it ended would it have ended differently if you would have stayed here and been with me? Like, yeah. how would my life be different? And I I think we've kind of like seen those scenes in the background and thought that means in the in the present story, some character like Earl or Carl is going to turn on Boyd because he loves her. Sure. And I think more there really are. We this is a story. This this. Season five and season six have been in large part not just about Boyd and Raylan, but about Ava Randolph and about Ava Crowder totally. and how those two people are different. Uh, and I think bringing Uncle Zachariah into the mix and having him really talk about Ava, the, the kind of Ava Randolph level of Ava, um, I think really does inform that. So I really love how this show does that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, this this scene with with her and Zachariah and kind of being divided over what's the plan. You know, Zachariah saying, well, let's stay, let's stay. And she's like, no, we, we got to get out of here. We got to go. And he's like, where are we going to go? Do you know your way out of these hills? I don't know my way out of these hills. Uh, and, you know, also talking about how, like, uh, where where's Boyd? Boyd's going to come for me. Boyd's going to come for me. And Zachariah really just, like, digging his heels in and being like, enough of that. Like, enough of the Boyd Crowder nonsense. He's, in, he's dead or in jail. And then eventually is going to say, like, and if he's not dead or in jail, we're going to stand here and we're going to fight. Um, so I, I think that stuff is really good. And, and I, I, I love everything that you said about Ava. I'm such a big fa- fan of Ava Crowder. Uh, I, I think that they've done a great job with her this season. I know that she hasn't been everybody's cup of tea. Um, but I think that she's been a real unsung hero here um, in certainly uh, these final two ep- uh, seasons of Justified. But here in this final season, just everything that Joelle Carter has done has been really terrific stuff. And I'm very excited for what 
is going to come ahead with with Ava. I think this story is just really fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. She's I mean, she's playing so frantic in this scene. Uh, and he is Uncle Zechariah who literally wants to take time to bury a body mm-hmm. of some guy who's been dead for months and who he probably has no real connection to. He's digging a freaking hole. You talk about digging his heels in. He's literally digging. Yeah. yeah and he's, she's and like, I want to run. Like she's frantic because She's been a victim of these people and she's lived that life and she knows exactly what uh, could happen. And Zachariah's like, bring it on. Well, you know, you don't get to say bring it on if you haven't experienced what she's experienced. Sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I like his line a lot of like, I'm not going to leave the dead to bury itself. Like, you know, that's a that's just like a cool little philosophy that that he's uh, bringing to the table here. Uh, but yeah, no, totally, totally right. There's gonna be a lot more to say about Zachariah. I really I mean, great, great final Zachariah episode for sure. Yes, R.I.P. Zachariah. R.I.P. Zachariah. Speaking of, speaking of things we can talk about, did you catch the bird noise that gives us the, the connection to the next scene? My, I'm on justified bird noise. Oh, alert. that's right. <laughs> like a screeching bird noise that I never hear in Kentucky. Um, they do a pretty good job of like the background bird noises, but every so often, and it was at least three times this episode, they play that screeching bird noise that sounds like a, like a hawk or an eagle. Uh, can you make and, that noise again? Like a... No, that was... Yeah, that was. I good. don't know. That was it. That was that was the one. Sorry. No, it was um, great. It was great. The first one wasn't so good. Then you you got it. I had to put my hands between my legs. What? <laughs> I'm out of here. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm, I'm turning my badge in. You're turning your badge in. Yeah, as are you. I well, I, what badge? Okay. My um, merit badge for podcasting. How about we talk about uh, this scene? This scene. Give us the give us the bird transition into this scene. Then I had to do the noise again. Yeah, one more time. All right, that was really good. Also, kind of sound like you're screaming, like you're screaming for help. Yeah, well, you know, like uh, like like Constable Bob maybe does later. Yeah, well, no, I ju- I'm just used to that scream that you you uh, made when. No, Josh, 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 Josh. All right, now so, I'm turning my badge in. So, so we've got we've got this scene with with Raylan and uh, and, Cope. and Cope, and we have Raylan turning over the house, the the Arlo Givens house, over to this guy and to the Hill people. What did you think of this? Did you like this? Did you think this was a good development? I like it. I, I like it for a couple of reasons. I like that Raylan is really the, I mean, we saw it earlier with the tombstones where he was digging up his own, literally digging up his own grave and moving that headstone out of there and leaving kind of Arlo uh, and everyone else to kind of rest. Um, I really like that kind of manifestation we saw at the end of that episode, but this is like sort of real. Like I've been trying to get rid of this house. I will just give it to you. Yeah. Like, and I, even if I die, I'm bequeathing it to you. Like you, my, my daddy did wrong you. Arlo did wrong, did wrong you. That's fine. I, I respect that. So this is a, a perfect way to close that circle. I was a big fan of this. I also think that it's, it's kind of one, again, sort of sad representation that these hill people, they got to have somewhere to go. Like they do have to come down out of the hills. Uh, their hills probably aren't going to be livable anymore. So they're going to have to transition somewhere. This is a perfect poetic place for them to end up. And I love what it says about Raylan too. Like it's, it's Raylan. He's turned in the badge. He's on, he's on his own right now. He is handing over the keys to the, to the house that he is, you know, tied to here. The only thing that is physically tying him here to Harlan County. And he's basically, you know, washing his hands and saying literally now one more thing to do. Uh, he is so focused on just getting the F out of here. And I mean, maybe that's a very bad mindset and dangerous mindset for him to be in, but it's a really cool place for the character. 
Yeah, I agree uh, because he's got really no shackles at this point, except for he does pick some up later in the episode. He does later in the episode. Uh, legally speaking, Antonio, what he does here when he writes the note bequeathing the property to to Coop uh, to Cope rather uh, is that is that going to hold up? Probably not. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, uh, you can write a self proving will in Kentucky. Um, that's something that uh, that you know you can be the witness, or it can be your will uh, that that you're witnessing. I believe that's still the law. I haven't done a will in a few years, uh, but normally, if the witness to the will is someone who stands to benefit from the will, uh, that can be a problem. To be perfectly honest with you, though, I don't know who would challenge the estate. It's not like somebody else would be lining up and saying, "I have a claim to that." So, I mean. Maybe it would be Winona. I don't think she wants any part of that. If Raylan dies, uh, the the, the property is going to probably go to a next of kin kind of thing. And I just don't think she would fight that uh, if somebody came forward and said he deeded this to me before he died. So I think it, I think it might hold up. Uh, the question is, is it is it is it challengeable? The answer would be definitely. OK, cool. Um, well, let's get to this next scene. Uh, man, Avery Markham has this weird obsession with dead older women, don't you think? <laughs> I said, uh, well, how do you feel about uh, about dead Catherine Hale, Josh? Is she still uh, lighting your fire? She's not lighting my fire. I just love Catherine Hale. Big fan of Catherine Hale, dead or alive. Uh, but I, I do enjoy this scene. So she's, she, by you, she is wanted dead or alive. Yeah, like the Bon Jovi song. That's what, yeah, that's what I think. I know that's what you were angling for. No, I, I, I really liked this scene with, with Avery Markham talking to the ghost uh, and him just like saying like, he's, I've always scoffed at people talking to loved ones who moved on. It's impractical. Uh, and I'm a practical man, except when it comes to you, it seems. And he just like has this really great, totally great Sam Elliott moment here where he is saying to her, like, why did you just like not listen to me? Yeah. I told you I was going for Duffy. Uh, basically saying goodbye to her, but also saying, um, P.S., you know, even though I'm a practical man, uh, even though I'm talking to a ghost, I'm a practical man and I'm going to gut Win Duffy from nose to tail. First, I got to go get my goddamn money. Uh, I just I thought this scene was awesome, was terrific. Yeah, I mean, and that's a scene that that I think they they that, that those same Graham Yost interviews uh, you talked about. I think they they could have put that scene really anywhere in the episode, and it would have worked uh, in most cases. Uh, but I did really like. Well, where it had they to come it. before he it winds had to up come with Loretta. Before he winds up with Loretta, but they could have put it earlier, later. They could have had it be the first scene of the episode. They could have had it been a later scene in a previous episode. There are a lot of places they could have played that scene, but I thought it really did work. Um, because I just, I don't know, I, this episode, even though we don't really, I think the the places that we're building toward, uh, we're not going to get to in most cases until next episode. Yeah. Uh, I do like that this is sort of introducing that. It's like saying, you, you know, like I, I'm a practical man, like you said, but uh, I'm going to go after, I'm going to go after my, my money first. And so it's like, okay, that's what his play is going to be. Like, I know what direction he's pointing. He can only move in a straight line at this point. No crooked moves to get to Duffy. He's going to go straight at that money uh and so i appreciate that i mean i i did like exactly how that played out that said um what uh you know he i guess the move that he made for the money occurred off screen being getting uh people on to ava yes being getting yeah. those crooked cops out there looking for her. right 
Yeah, yeah, that that is an off-screen move that he makes. Uh, and it's not, I mean, that's not the best move, right? Because she's a fugitive number one with Kentucky State Police, with local police, with the U.S. Marshals, with God knows who else, with the FBI or whatever. She's like on a, 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 like a wanted fugitive by multiple different agencies. And Markham's big play is to get these two bumbling, backwoods, crooked cops out there, and she happens to stumble into their path. Well, two things to that. One is gotta get Ava. Ava's the one with the money, so his plan has to be getting Ava somehow. Well, um, that's true. And and number two being um speaking of number two, his plans have kind of been uh, a little poopy, don't you think? Like Avery <laughs> Avery Markham's plans throughout this whole season have been a little dicey. That's a good uh, point. He you know, probably he, you know he sent Tiger Hawk yeah, after he, he hired Tiger Hawk. You know, Boone seems to be a little of a little bit of a jerk. Um, you know, he's hiring these goofy cops. He handed over all he of the handed 10 million, over the money to you know, begin with. You know, so there's there's plenty of reasons uh for for us to buy into the idea that Avery Markham is not the, you know, his, his shit stinks too, is, is the long and short of it. And, you know, if this is his plan, listen, Avery Markham's not winning this thing. The question is, are Raylan and Boyd going to make it out and who is going to come out ahead in that thing? But even if Avery Markham lives, he's going to lose. That's just the way this story is going to end. Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to flag it because this wasn't a great plan. It was kind of lucky that it played out the way it played out. And now he's going to have what he's going to have. He's got, He's got Ava and he's got the money, uh, seemingly, because she had it with her. Uh, and he's got two guys that are really uh, c- committed, it seems, not to taking that money, but to bringing it back to Markham. So all that's going to happen. And the only thing we know is that Ava called somebody, uh, which we see later in the episode. So I'll say this. He, he sort of formed this battlefield partnership with Loretta. And I don't know if he's thinking far enough ahead on that one or if she's going to be able to pull the wool over his eyes and maybe she'll be Ava's savior or how that's going to play out. But uh, maybe when Duffy's going to come in in a shagging wagon like an avenging angel. Uh-huh. Um, I have no idea exactly how that will all play out. I just think that Sam Elliott is not the smartest he's not the smartest guy he really is not the sharpest knife in the drawer no uh and and so sam elliott is but uh well yeah he's the smartest man in the world in a lie yes he invented that uh, particle accelerator at kern or whatever didn't he (laughs) yeah i think that's right it was modeled after his mustache Uh uh-huh yeah well, anyway, the the large Hadrian Collider thing. Yeah. But um but yeah, I just uh I just think that we I think the signs are all there. In other words, that when Sam Elliott does uh get the wool pulled over his eyes, likely I hope by Loretta in this final episode, but possibly uh by Wynn or by Ava herself or by someone else, uh we should have seen it coming because he's done nothing but screw up. Yeah. Um let's talk about the object of his ire. Let's talk about Wynn Duffy. Win Duffy getting this really great scene with AUSA Vasquez here. Uh, Vasquez congratulating him because Duffy is getting out of this. He's got a goddamn good lawyer, uh, which is uh, a nice thing for Win Duffy to have. Uh, he probably has a guy with a ponytail, right? Yeah, yeah, you would have to think so. And that guy was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, he's got some other things. He's got uh, a uh, a signed tennis ball from Billie Jean King. <laughs> yes, he does. He's a pioneer. Some um, uh, some some prescription level toothpaste. Yeah, he's got sensitive gums. He's got sensitive gums, and he loves guacamole. Yeah, he's got he's got a Boy Scout knife. Yep. So he's got he's got the he's got a lot. He does he no longer has a Winnebago. No, no Winnebago. Well, he could get it back if he wanted. I mean, there it's going to be a while, but it sounds like he is, is claiming like Raylan to be done with Kentucky. He's and a, he's out on the Winnebago. 
Yeah, he he's, he he says that it's like the plan the the aligning of the planets that the planets carried guns and hated his guts. Yeah. So yeah. So let's let's talk about that because I think that is uh, a, a contender for line of the episode uh, when when Duffy is explaining why he does not want to have the Winnebago anymore. He he says to Vasquez, Raylan Givens, Boyd Crowder, and Avery Markham are soon to converge like the aligning of the planets. If those planets carried guns and hated my guts, <laughs> I don't ever plan on returning to Kentucky. Uh, I thought that was. Terrific. And then we have this really great scene between him and Vasquez where Vasquez asks him uh, if he can talk to him off the record, which sounds sexy to win. Uh, Vasquez says, uh, you know, basically, I've been, you know, I've been sitting on this stack of files, you know, this tall, all kinds of interrogations and surveillance records and information about who killed Simon Poole. And it all adds up to jack shit. So I just want to know between you and me who really did it, who killed my boss. And Win Duffy, who we know is responsible for this at this point. Yeah, he can, he's probably the one person who can answer that question for certain, right? For maybe certain. Art, maybe maybe Raylan, but Win probably knows the very specifics of it. Exactly, and that is not the answer he gives to Mr. Vasquez. He says, between you and me, Mr. Vasquez, I really and truly don't know. No, I it's just what I mean to deny Vasquez that I, I don't know that Vasquez has earned it, but I did like the sort of not really come to Jesus kind of nature of their conversation here. But Vasquez kind of saying, look, let's get down. Let's just let's off the record. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not here to give you shit in my official capacity. I don't know. This has been my life and I just need you to help me get closure on this. And Duffy denies him. Totally denied him. I mean, kind of a dick move by Windows. It's not kind of. There's Although, no- <laughs> what's he going to do? Say, I did it? Like, give, give me the cuffs, officer. Yeah, I did I it. Yeah. Well, it's off the record. You're not. Yeah, allowed to I say don't anything. know about that. There's that. That just. Uh, yeah. That you can. No offense to any uh, Leos out there, but uh, you can trust uh, the word of a Leo about as far as you can throw it. They have no problem lying. They're not. It's not forbidden. They can lie to you uh, to. Uh, I'm talking about law enforcement officers. They can lie to you to get to you to say whatever they want. It's perfectly permissible. So he can say off the record all he wants. This is not some journalistic ethics kind of issue. If he wants to rack Win Duffy up this for this, he will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure he would have. <laughs> you yeah. know, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know what he thought he was getting here, but it was worth asking. I mean, he knew he knew that Duffy was the one to ask. So I think that that part is important. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ava and Zachariah, they are burying grooves and they hear over the radio that uh, that Boyd is alive. And he's out of jail, and he is possibly wearing a cop uniform. <laughs> uh, it's like a, like the worst thing. Like he's alive. Well, that's not good. He's out of jail. Oh boy, and he's dressed like a police officer. Yikes! Yeah, it's really it really kind of feels like you know like the T eight hundred and the Connors like listening over the radio and hearing that the T one thousand is on the move. It's like this is not good. We don't want to be here. We want to get out of here. So yeah. So Boyd is is that, is that sports? No, <laughs> I know you're not a Terminator guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that it's like I know what the I'm looking for John Connor things like I've seen Wayne's World. One of these days you ought to see the Terminator movies. I order. I order. Just the first, so you don't have to watch the rest of them. Um, okay. But it's it's uh, it's a it's a great moment where Ava just cracks up. She's like, "We're dead! Don't you get it? It's very funny." Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is she's like falling apart and losing it. Yeah, she's just kind of losing her mind. And Zachariah, this is where he's going to like really put his feet down and say, "Like we are going to sit right here. We are going to wait. And when he shows up, we kill him. The end." Uh, she says that that's a suicidal move, and we will learn that indeed it is. Yes, in in the very strictest sense. Yes, yeah, it is true suicide to sit here and wait for Boyd Crowder. But you know, 
uh, worth it. It's going to yield a pretty badass scene from Zachariah. Um, Let's talk about Boyd the Kid. Let's suck some kneecaps. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So we got our man Hagen here, the hostage, who has taken Boyd back to his house. Uh, He is giving Boyd uh, his son's clothes. Is that right? Yeah, he's dressed him all up in his son's clothes, makes him look real nice, makes him look not like Boyd Crowder in a cop uniform. Yeah. And so this this guy is like trying to puff him up. Basically, he's saying, like, I know who you are. I know. I know you're you're Boyd Crowder. I know what you've done. Uh, he, he says uh, if they put out his greatest hits, it would be a, a double sided album. Uh, and Boyd says, shit, double live from Japan. Uh, all killer, no filler. Konichiwa, bitches. Yeah, they're just, uh, these guys are hitting it off like old buddies. He's definitely not going to kill him, right? No way. No way. No way. No, no, no. you unleash and they cannot deny. That's yeah. what Hagen tells Boyd. Yeah, he says that. He says, uh, you're, you're the nearest thing we got to Billy the Kid. You're smart. You're articulate. You're strong. The way you look, the way you talk. Uh, it ain't too much to call you a hero. Uh, I'd be proud to give Boyd Crowder my truck. Yeah, he throws in the keys. Oh, s- smart move, uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, what can he really do with this That's exactly point? right. Yeah, he's in bad, bad, bad trouble doing here. He what, doing what he can. I mean, he could try and overpower him. It doesn't look like that would be impossible. That might be a better thing to do than just be like, so you're ready to shoot me in the face now. Uh, but this was a good move, I thought. You know, it was the best he could do. It just so happens that Boyd Crowder's a smarter man than that. Uh, so he catches the keys. He tosses them back. Uh, he says, well, they're looking for me, not you. So I'm going to need you to drive a little longer. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's certainly starting to look like this guy ain't coming out a lot. Yeah. Then the scene ends with a bird noise. <laughs> Can I get the bird noise right now, please? Yeah! Yes. Yes. How? All right. Well, let's transition from that <laughs> to, oh my God, are you, are you injured? I just swallowed a feather. Oh, you swallowed a feather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we've rustled your feathers. Uh, we did. Uh, well, you are injured in the way that uh, poor Derek is about to be injured, although oh, you boy. don't die from uh, your injury. No, I mean, I'm just not going to. This is, oh, Derek. Why did he, uh, did, did, who had uh, Derek's shows back up and then dies in the death pool no, and or justified pool? No, not neither of us. That's That was really silly of us. We should have definitely had that back. And Derek, who appeared very briefly in season five um, and was, what, what was his deal in season five again? He was Loretta's boyfriend that uh, she was kind of the episode where she popped up. I can't remember the name in season five where she uh, is sort of calling Raylan for help because she's caught up by some law enforcement officers. And then he gets caught up with Hot Rods men, uh, the the Harris, uh, the Harris brothers uh, from Memphis. Kind of they're making him dig up money that she's already moved uh, unbeknownst to poor Derek. And The social He's in worker trouble with Jay and Roscoe. That's right. Yes, Jay and Roscoe. The social worker has blamed Derek for Loretta's problems, and Raylan's blaming Derek for Loretta's problems. It is very clear that Loretta is Derek's problem. Yeah. Well, Derek's Derek's no longer a problem for anybody. For anybody, because uh, oh, no. he's he's here. He's trying to protect Loretta, uh, trying to keep her safe. She's hired the wrong guy. Slim Pickens is what we'll find out later on. Uh, <laughs> but in walks Boone, and Derek meets Jenny, and it's not a good meeting. Not Boone Pickens, not T Boone Pickens. No, 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 no. Slim Pickens. <laughs> no, Slim Pickens. Uh, and and Boone Boone puts this guy down because this guy's foolish enough to draw on him. It was very stupid. Yeah, but what about this? Boone keeps a chamber empty on Jenny. Yeah, he does. I don't know why. I know nothing about guns. Uh, Do you know? I I'll tell you what I know about guns. Chekhov talked about them. Uh huh. That's correct. Do you think he ever can see? Do you think that? Do you think that this knowledge of the empty chamber? 
is is going to come back at all? Like knowing that that we know he keeps an empty chamber in the firing chamber, uh, that he's going to have to pull the trigger twice to shoot once. Like, is this something we're going to see again? Not, this- Im- not impossible. Not impossible yeah. that we would see this again. Um, it's just a weird little bit of detail there that struck me as a little odd that this is this guy's bragging about keeping an empty chamber and then it doesn't really come into play other than, OK, it was like a false hit. It was like he kind of being, oh, he's not going to shoot. OK, yeah, he did shoot Derek. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, we might see that again. I think it's possible. I certainly do. Uh, but I, I just enjoyed I, I know that some of you, in, including you, Antonio, have been down on Boone, but I I enjoyed him in this scene with him. I just like I just like the way he chews on justified dialogue. Like I like him talking about how Jenny's Jenny's fire and chamber is empty, but now it's full of promise. Uh, like I just I just like the way he talks about Jenny. I think it's a uh, it's it's fun stuff to listen to. I like Boone in this scene because business picked up. Like yeah. some some stuff went down, some s went down, and Boone. I, I he look. He's the kind of guy that'll shoot you and then not put you out of your misery. Yeah. Like that is, he's a real dark person. And so I actually liked seeing that happen uh, in real time. And he sniffs Loretta as Derek's lying there bleeding. Oh, God. I mean, any part of you that thinks that Loretta made the deal because it was the right deal or because it made sense has to fly out the window when you realize that Boone comes with that deal. And it's, that is not something Loretta would. Once. This is clearly a deal she makes later, fully out of self-preservation. Maybe there's some better business to it, but Markham has to dig the knife in and say, oh, I think Boone's awful fond of you, too. It's like, oh, crap. Like, there's yeah. just no chance that this is going to be a good deal. I'm going to have to have that creeper mustaching his way around my head the whole time. <laughs> no, you do not want Boone mustaching his way around your business. <laughs> no, that you don't. Is, that is bad, bad, bad for business. Uh, speaking of bad for business, Vasquez is having the worst day ever uh one of these people is having the worst day ever (laughs) and it's vasquez yes Uh, the fact that nelson is having a better day than vasquez says everything yeah because nelson if you'll recall he's the one who basically is responsible for boyd crowder being out there Uh uh-huh totally 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 but even he is needling vasquez uh, cause Vasquez is, he's found out that there's a Bolton out, uh, about Raylan going rogue and he's, he's pissed off and he's gonna, he's gonna get really in Tim's face as well. Uh, and Tim. Oh, is, hey, jo- oh, hey, Josh, what's up? <laughs> Tim, Tim is so great in this scene and just like, really just like, um, you know, just like giving the play by play to art over the phone as he yep. is watching Vasquez just freak out and putting out the bolo on. Uh, well, now on he's Ray. put a bolo out on Raylan. Yeah. What is yep. the bolo? Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for Raylan Gibbons. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Maybe he met like a like one of those string ties. I think those are called bolos. <laughs> is that what that's called? Maybe. Maybe he didn't mean be on the lookout. I just thought about that. This is kind of a Western theme show. Do you think Bolo is the name that Bob took on for himself <laughs> after he killed Yolo? <laughs> Has to be, right? Yeah. That's the, I like it. Bob only like, lives once. Bob Constable Bolo. Constable Bolo. Yeah, I like that too. Constable. Constable. For sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great just, uh, just watching Vasquez freak out. He's like, we're not talking about a write up here. Everybody's here as an accessory to a $10 million heist. You're aiding and abetting a fugitive. Uh, (laughs) You sound just like him. Yeah. He's just losing his mind and it's great. 
Um, I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm just going to say this because it's. I, I've been reading the interviews with Graham Yost. Uh, this is. Um, this is potentially a spoiler. If you don't want to hear this information, maybe skip ahead two minutes or so. Um, but I don't think it's that bad. Other than to say, this is apparently the last David Vasquez scene that we're getting. Uh, yeah. AUSA Vasquez is off the off the table now. This was Rick Gomez's last scene. What do you think of this as an ending for Vasquez? Just That's to have a- him kind of frustrated here. It's a wrap on Vasquez. It's a wrap on Vasquez. I think it's good. Uh, he's, you know, it, we are. I, I, it's we bad, bad to, for my death pool, by the way. Yeah, because if it's his last scene. Yeah, he's. It's not good. He's, you know, I only, I only scored one. You've scored two. Uh, I think that you have said Tim is going to die. I actually don't think he is anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm he, liking my chances on Tim surviving now. Unfortunately, I'm liking your chances on that happening. Yeah, and I and I think that uh, that you have Rachel as your safety, and I think that that is pretty safe. Uh, I have Raylan as my safety, and I've got Boyd as my other option for somebody to die. I feel like I might draw blood on Boyd next week, uh, and I might score a point by Raylan staying alive. You got to lose uh, that. Those two things have to happen for me and you got to lose one of the marshals. I think it's or, that, well, or, no, or Tim I, has to survive. I have to, to lose yeah, yeah. Neither can live, live while the other survive. Oh my God. Something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. We used to like Vasquez. Like Brendan Fitzpatrick had said, do you remember when that, you know, like looking back fondly at the days of Justified, wasn't there a time when we felt pretty good about Vasquez at certain points? Yeah, there was. There most of the time. I've I've always felt good about Vasquez. I understand Vasquez right now. I I get where what where he's coming from. This is very frustrating and he's not in the day-to-day. He doesn't know every single thing about Rail and he's not one of these people. He works with these people, but he's not one of them. And I totally get why he, you know, thinks that it's just this grand conspiracy of everybody thinking that there's something something special about Raylan, but you guys are all protecting like a like a, a lethal dude. This is not good. Like, I get the frustration. I really do. Yeah, because if you guys didn't pick up on that, what, what ultimately happened was Art, seemingly, uh, and Tim and the Marshal Service pulled out a bulletin, and the bulletin that upset Vasquez so much was basically just like, hey, um, help us. We got to find Raylan Givens. Like we need to, he, he might not be safe. Like we have to take care of him. Like uh, we got to find Raylan Givens. Like he could be in jeopardy. He's a U.S. Marshal, whatever. And Vasquez rightly said, you know what? He has essentially taken himself out of the Marshal Service. He is fully rogue. Like he is no longer a bulletin. Let's let's make sure he's safe. He is a be on the lookout. He is a person of interest and wanted in connection with these crimes and and so that is ultimately what the debate is here right and i i like you i can't disagree with vasquez we as an audience know differently uh we know that raylan didn't let ava go because raylan's gonna get a cut of the money um we know he just couldn't kill her he didn't feel good about it in that moment um we know he's really not been conspiring with boyd the whole time he maybe has been soft on boyd in pursuance of taking outsiders down uh in other moments but he hasn't he's he's always had a kind of a, a martial stiffy for boyd so it's it's not as vasquez sees it but it doesn't take much of a step back to see how easy it is to see it from vasquez's point of totally, view. totally totally i th- i th- 
think that he was a, a great character. Great work by Rick Gomez on this series. This is the kind of ending that I'm good with for a character. Like, if this is the type of ending we're going to get from a lot of people next week, I'm really happy. Like, I, I, I like there being a little bit left to the imagination. I like imagining, you know, whatever ends up happening next week. What's Vasquez's reaction to it going to be? Like, I don't need to know. I can, I can make that leap in my head, and I'll be very satisfied with that. So I'm uh, with you. I'm, I'm good on the Vasquez ending. I think this is great. I hope it's kind of a, a model of how they are going to do these kinds of things going forward uh, in next week's episode. Although there are too many people that are left that I'd feel good about in that respect. Depends um, on how they did it, you know? Yep, totally yeah. depends on the execution. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll, I'll say, like, if, if, if this episode was Constable Bob's ending, you know, like, it's, it feels similar to me of, like, what's Constable Bob going to say when he finds out how all of this shook out? You know, like, I don't need to see it. I agree. Uh, I'm, I agree. I'm really happy with that. I mean, there are certainly some people that probably uh, really ought to have some definitive endings. I actually wouldn't necessarily put Raylan or Boyd on that on that list. I would say Avery Markham, for me, is someone I would like to have a definitive ending, and that really would end one way. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get in. He's going to get to the morgue with Catherine Hale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I will have a weird obsession with, uh, older dead men. Some Uh, corpse copulation. Uh, not for nothing. I also am, uh, if I haven't said it enough, I, I crush pretty hard on, on Avery Markham. Do you? Yeah, he's a pretty attractive dude. There's like, no, there's something really sexy about this guy. Like buy a pickup level crush? <laughs> like I, I like him. Like, presidential crush yeah there's a well that sounds presidential crush yeah i'd be into that i'd be into that um uh we shouldn't leave this scene also just without acknowledging uh when when tim is talking to art and and art's reaction is shit and then tim's like oh and he's i just heard him say he's gonna indict him double shit yeah that's pretty good double shit uh well here we go here we go double shit in into the woods here with constable bob is on the show he is on the scene he knows that raylan has stolen his crown vic uh when did raylan have the chance to do that we didn't see it uh it's hard to hard to put all that together but uh how does raylan do that you would think that constable bob has like top level security on his stuff oh yeah like the almost like a rube goldberg machine from goonies yeah exactly yeah (laughs) he has like data security services yeah it's like a pun like a glove that's gonna pop out of the garage door and punch raylan in the face who's doing his security data or one-eyed willie oh well i think some probably some booty traps either way booty traps yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta expect that maybe maybe Constable Bob he maybe pulled a double maybe he'd been working extra hard being a constable there in Harlan and was just kind of asleep at the wheel. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But he is not asleep when it comes to knowing uh, how to get in touch with his Crown Vic. Uh, he is uh, he's got that he's got that tracker. He knows what to do here <laughs> to find my Crown Vic app. To find yeah, he's got the app, so that's really great. Uh, he is going to be able to locate where Raylan is where Raylan is is the cabin where uncle Zachariah is waiting and Ava is nowhere to be seen uh so that's interesting and Zachariah doesn't blow his head off because he knew Raylan by the hat boy does not wear a hat uh, yeah I like that oh, I'm sorry oh, that's I, yeah okay. yeah I uh I, I I'm just I'm thinking back so fondly to um the moment when Constable Bob takes the tarp off the gremlin and we have like a guitar chord like like the gremlin is back. Yeah. So that's really funny. I just I love that and I then then we go right to Groobs and Raylan. Raylan knows. Like well, you took my Crown Vic Raylan and we see exactly where Raylan went. He drove it to the edge of the hill there. He went up the hill. He he knows exactly where to go. Remember Earl had kind of said she said something about Groobs and they said something about, you know, uh whatever it was pig uh, 
pig shit trucks or whatever it was and, yeah. and grooves. Um, and, and so Raylan knows where to go. Uh, and Ava's this is where Ava then is on the run, right? Yeah. And she's Ava's on the run. Uh, she's got all the cash in one backpack now. I think that she has a lot of the cash because she's going to say to the cops at one point, she's going to say to Bob too, like there's more where this came from. Right. Uh, so this is not all of the cash. So we don't know exactly where the rest of it went because Raylan is kind of poking his nose around for it and, and knows that Ava's gone on the run, but maybe it was buried with grooves, I guess. Maybe. So maybe that's sort of a kind of a drop, a dead drop, if you will. Like there's a, there's some cash maybe buried there or, or somewhere that somebody can go back and get it. I don't know who that somebody will be. If only two people know where it's buried and one of them, uh, unfortunately goes the C4 route in this yeah. episode. Uh, maybe that's uh maybe that, maybe there's hope for Ava yet. Maybe yeah. that the leftover cash is, uh, floating around out there is something that she will eventually get back to, uh, in some way, shape or form, uh, get it and get out. I don't know. Uh, but I did find that interesting that she's carrying a bag, the, that not all the cash seems to be there. And then she makes a phone call to somebody. Yeah, uh, and we don't she know says, who that is. We don't know who it is. Who do you think it is? I have no idea who it is. So let's talk about the possibilities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering, is there any chance she's calling Raylan? I think there's a chance she's calling Raylan, right? Uh, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that uh, Rayland is uh, getting the phone call here. Rayland, did we? Uh, is, is it possible that she's calling Limehouse? Um, it is possible that she's calling Limehouse. He really doesn't like Ava, but um, do we you know, want? He, do we want to get Limehouse in the mix for this finale? I mean, so I, that's what I was going to say earlier when you said characters that were okay being done with. Dicky Dicky uh, Bennett comes to mind. I, oh, I love Dicky Bennett, but I I don't don't see how he comes back into this story. And I'm fine oh, if yeah, me too. we don't see him again. Um, Limehouse, we, I was glad we got him in season five in the way that we got him. It made sense at the time that she called him. But I mean, she is sort of, I feel like, uh, fool me twice kind of situation with Limehouse. Like, I don't think that he's going to necessarily fall for her entreaties anymore. So I don't know. Uh, did we see the full phone message that she left? Uh, we hear her. Here's what she says. This is what I have written down. If you get this, call this number. I'm running out of time. Uh, yeah. That's so all that, that if I That's caught. the full message. I think there was more, but that's all I caught. Okay. Well, I, but we, we definitely didn't hear her say, like, I've buried some money with Groobs' <laughs> dead body. Yeah, no, I don't think we heard her say that. Okay. So <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she could have called. Uh, I mean, she's calling somebody because she needs help, right? Is that, is that the, the connection there? Yes. Is, is that why? Is she calling Wynn Duffy? Mm, that's interesting. Does she have any connect, uh, real connections with Wynn Duffy? Not, not a ton. I mean, there aren't a ton of Wynn and Ava's uh, scenes to speak of. No, um, I mean, he's walked into the bar while she's been there. Uh, and like, he knows who she is from that. I'm, I'm trying to, I thought about this a lot. Like she, I don't think any of the people that were connected with, uh, Elroy's or whatever, uh, with the, the, I'm like Ellen May and that, that whole crew, that whole crew, so far as anybody coming back into the mix, they're all gone. Yeah. Any chance she's calling Earl thinking that Earl has not been busted by the cops? Thought about that. And, and that's possible, I possible. right? Possible. Yeah. I, I, I think that we're done with Earl, um, yeah, because we kind of saw him being brought into the, the it, Marshall. It just strikes me that like, maybe that could be a way for the cops to find out, you know, how to get 
on Ava's trail. I don't know. I think uh, regardless, the point is that it's a mystery. It's going to get resolved very soon. I'm very interested to to get the answer. Yeah, let's plant a flag on that one because if somebody shows back up at Groobs' house and digs up some money and there's no real explanation, I think this is our explanation. All right, so let's get to win and let's get to the uh, the dog grooming van. This seems upgrade or downgrade for the, from the Winnebago. <laughs> you go from a Winnebago to the, the douche mobile to a shagging wagon? <laughs> yeah. Chicks dig the shagging wagon. Is that right? I, I don't know. I it's definitely a downgrade. I would think. I don't know. He he's forced gumping it on that bench there. Uh, he really is. Except instead of a box of chocolates, he's got a toothpaste tube filled with bracelets. Filled with jewelry. Yeah, that's pretty strong, Win Duffy. Yeah. Do you think that Win Duffy is going to show up in the finale with the Mutt Cuts van from uh, Dumb and Dumber? That's the shagging wagon. That's what I'm talking <laughs> so about. Do you think he's gonna he's gonna show up with that thing? Oh, like a, what's the, I forget how the song goes as they're jumping over the hill there, but oh, uh, yeah, I forget too. Yeah, man, that would be fantastic. The, <laughs> the, just the rising over the hill. He's just kind of, like I said, the avenging angel, unlike a uh, Walt in a, in a Aztec, he's just going to come flying over the hill in some kind of shagging wagon. That'll be really, really fun. Yeah. The problem is, is that he strikes me more as like the, the guy in the middle rather than a Lloyd and a Harry. Like he strikes me as the guy who's going to eat the poison, like the rat poison burger and die. Like I don't feel good about when Duffy in the mutt cuts van, the gas man. You think he's the gas man? I think He's the gas man. I see him as the gas man. I'd be nervous. I don't want, like he's not up for the hijinks of the mutt of the mutt cuts van. I think that's true, but you're talking about a guy who was hiding tennis bracelets in a um, prescription bottle of toothpaste, and he used his uh, Eagle Scout knife to cut it out. So, and that's I don't know. That's expensive enough to get him a van, like to get him everything he needs. Is she just a big fan of bracelets? Was that the bracelet that Catherine Hale stole? By the way, oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm um, somebody. If there's a there's a jewelry expert here, maybe Joe Angelum from Survivor or whatever sure. his name is can yeah. weigh in. But uh, if we have any jewelry experts in the audience, uh, was that the same bracelet? I think it might have been. It looked like it was very similar. This was triple what he paid last time, according to this woman. Uh, yeah. This is three times what he paid last time. It was just this little bracelet. Uh, seemed, I don't know. He must got a good deal from that lady last time. All right. So this is this is what he needs. He needs also last time. Yeah. Like, what, what was that about? I don't like, know. This is yeah. He he's got a great idea. Like the, 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 go for it. Let's hear the laundry list. Okay. A vehicle, a gun, two passports. The vehicle has to have a well hidden top shelf hidden compartment uh, with enough room for two or three very large duffel bags. Uh, the van is preferably a dog grooming van. He wants one of those. Uh, and he would also like a topographical map of Harlan County. That would be great. Uh, he's made it pretty clear exactly what he's doing, right? He's going for the money. He's going. No, I thought he was just going on a mountain tour. He's going for the money. He's going for that money. He's going for that goddamn money. I don't know why. Why did he want something discreet like a like a like a pet grooming van? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Is it? It's, <laughs> it's discreet enough to blend if it's just sitting on a street or something. But it's the sort of thing that once, like, once someone issues a bolo on a pet grooming van, you can't really walk that back. Well, if it looks like the one from Dumb and Dumber, you can't. But I don't feel like every single pet grooming van looks like that. 
No, not all of the shagging wagon. No, no, no. I mean, there's got to be like utensils in there that he wants and like uh, setups, like stations. Like, is he planning on doing like some surgery in there or something? I don't maybe know. some torture. Yeah, uh, maybe locking people away. Who knows? I don't know. In the first off, uh, I just want to tip my hat to you for not tipping that uh, we are very familiar with uh, dog grooming vans. Josh, 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 Josh. God, I'm so stupid. You are just like self. I like you have this. I don't know. Self immolation. I want to get caught. I want to get caught. Josh, what are you, Robert Durst? And the burping. <laughs> and the dog van. <laughs> and the upstate New York. I'm from Scarsdale. Yeah. <laughs> it's not upstate New York. That's what it is to me. That's, that's right next to Goenis, right? It's Canadian upstate New York. Okay, my bad. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but but no, yeah, I, I mean, I, kudos to me, I guess. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have, that's like an open wound for you, but not for me. No, so that's it's interesting. It's interesting to think about uh, what what what's Win Duffy up to here? You know, like what's this guy really angling after? Uh, when are we going to see him? How are we going to see him next? Uh, we've got a list of predictions here um, from one of our regular listeners, uh, the great Hunter Scholl, who one of his predictions for the finale is that Duffy is going to walk away with the money. What are the odds that Win Duffy gets this money? Um. It's uh, I'd say not a non-zero. Like I think non-zero. Not nothing. I, not nothing. I still like my idea that that there's some squirreled away part of the money, and that somebody is going to get that part of that money, uh, and that's the only part of the money that's going to got got. Uh, but I, I I think there's a chance for Win Duffy here. He has survived literally everything. Everything. So whatever takes him down is going to have to be pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and ideally, it'll be nothing. Yeah, ideally it would be nothing. Ideally I think that's ideal. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like where this is going. I guess we'll we'll see. But just having Win Duffy in the mix for this is is very very fun. Uh, great scene here with uh, with Raylan and Uncle Zachariah uh, and Uncle Zachariah kind of reading him the riot act here and just being like, you know, Boyd sucks, but you're not you're not much better. Uh, you know, he's saying I'm here to protect Ava. He's like, yeah, but that's not it. You know, that might be part of the story, but that's not the whole goddamn story. Yeah. And uh, Raylan says, you're goddamn right. Where's the goddamn money? <laughs> Everybody's calling it goddamn money. The goddamn money. Everyone's after that goddamn money. They're dropping hard GDs here. Hard GDs. Uh, yeah. Where is that goddamn money? Uh, it's, a, it's a very valid question. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I love, like I said, I already talked about this scene that Raylan, that Zachariah was making the point of how Raylan and Boyd had used Ava to kind of get at each other and that she really wasn't a, ever a priority for either of them in that way recently. And, and Raylan's kind of pushing back on that a little bit. But uh, but I'm not sure he has a real good leg to stand on there. No, not really. Not really. Um, and it's it's just it's just interesting. You know, the the more and more we're getting closer to this ending it really is the question of uh is i don't know what it, what is Raylan in this for like how much does he want to protect her does he really want to protect her at all does he want to protect her a little bit a lot of bit you know this is it's the question that's on the mind right now and i think zachariah is fair to make that observation absolutely 100 percent uh, we got to be worried for Ava because Ava is about to get arrested here by Constable Bob in what is uh, uh, pretty much the last truly terrific Constable Bob scene. I mean, there's good Constable Bob scenes coming up, but this for me is just vintage Constable Bob. It really is. You know, Constable Bob being like, where's Raylan? Did you kill him? <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I know he took the crown Vic. 
uh, and, and, you know, very slowly, like handcuffing her and everything, like getting it all correct. Uh, you know, he has, uh, he's quick with the gun in case you feel like you're getting squirrely. Uh, he tells her, don't try to seduce me. It's been tried before. Uh, also like comforting her by putting her in his car and saying, don't worry. It's nice in there. I got an air freshener. It smells like a mocha latte. Uh, just like classic Patton Oswalt, terrific constable Bob stuff. Uh, and, and really, I feel like it's really important to have, you know, it's a very funny scene and it makes you laugh a lot, even though you're worried for Ava at the same time, Patton Oswalt just kind of has that effect. But, um, I think it's an important scene because it reminds you of how much you love Constable Bob and coming into what's about to happen next. You got to be real worried about Constable Bob. Um, so let's get to this. Let's get to, uh, let's get to Boyd and Hagen. And, uh, I'm curious to hear what you think about this scene, about this scene where Boyd is going to, uh, he's going to put this guy out of his misery. Yeah. And I'm not sure it was really misery since Boyd created it. I mean, it's not like, um, I don't, the guy was seemed to be fine. Maybe he'd had a rough life, but he wasn't uh, ready to die uh, before he met Boyd seemingly. And he certainly doesn't want to die. So the misery is all Boyd created. I think in my notes I wrote, Oh no, this is for another scene. But uh, anyway, yeah, a great speech about Boyd knowing who he is. And at the end of the day, Boyd feeling comfortable with who he is and just kind of knowing exactly where that's going. But my question to you is go ahead, go ahead. And if you could give me some exactly what the back and forth is in this scene, because I did have a weird question about it. Yeah. So, they're, you know, they're talking and like, uh, you know, this guy Hagen basically says like, uh, you know, it's, it's time. Like I, I know what's going on. And Boyd's like, you know, what's on my mind. I was going to tell you to take your keys and let me go for a walk. And Hey, gets to, so you can shoot me in the back. So you don't have to look me in the eye while you do it. I knew I was going to, I was going to be staring down the black hole of your gun. The moment I saw you, uh, and Boyd says, well, you did a pretty good job with all that smoke. You blew up my ass. And he says it wasn't smoke. And Hagen says it wasn't smoke, but I'll say this, uh, story of outlaw legends. They ain't passed down by the family of the murdered. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's talking about that and Boyd says, I don't give a shit about the ballad of Boyd Crowder. I'll be dead and gone by the time someone's singing that song. Yeah. So Boyd knows where he's at. He knows where he's at. And Hagen like tries to like bring up some, some guy from the past. He says, Hut McKean. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know who Hut McKean is. Uh, Hut McKean is, uh, not turning, uh, much up on the Googs. So I don't know if he was someone that was previously unjustified or just a name that's getting dropped here. But regardless, Boyd doesn't seem to know either. Boyd is like, Oh, did, did I kill him or my men kill him? Did, did his dope kill this Hut McKean? Did his daddy, did it kill his daddy? Uh, you know, and the next thing that's going to come out of your mouth is how do you sleep at night, Boyd? You know how? I know who I am. Do you? You're a slave. You're disenfranchised. You don't even know it. You drive your shitty truck to your shitty house, live out your shitty life, and you think you're better than me because you play by the rules? Whose rules? My life, I rule, I live by my own. And Hagen says, you ain't even heard a word I said. And Boyd says, I don't give a shit about what you said. I'm an outlaw. Blam, blow. That's it. Yeah. Really just, oh my God. I mean, like everything this guy is saying is like, he's trying to make it like, like almost as easy as possible for him to kill him. Like kind of conscience free. I feel like, uh, like he's like kind of, I don't know if he's letting him off the hook so much as being like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a grown up about this. I know the situation. You're not going to see me beg. You're not going to see me whimper. I know I'm not getting out of this seat. 
Like, I just want to have, a, like, an honest conversation with you before I go. And Boyd has to be such a prick about it, you know? Yeah. Like, it, like it's just, it's so, um, so unceremonious, just the way that Boyd, you know, knocks him off like that. Um, and again, like, I think that having an actor like Shea Wiggum in this, in this part is, is so good because you, you, you kind of feel like maybe this guy, if anybody can do it, you know, this guy seems like the type of person who might be able to talk his way out of it. But uh, there's no talking Boyd Crowder down right now. This is Boyd Crowder. This is what he, where he's at. Uh, he is willing to just shoot the nice guy in the back of the head if it means he gets to go a few inches further. Yeah, and we this is being bandied about, I think I'm sure, in various places. Are we supposed to be on Boyd's side anymore at any point? I mean, this is it, right? Like, Not that we wouldn't have already been pushed over the edge, but I feel like this plant's a pretty clear flag that Boyd Crowder is a bad guy. Are, are we being prepared for Boyd Crowder to ultimately die and not feel so bad about it? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, this is something that Brendan Fitzpatrick floated our way. He said uh, the last few episodes, the show seems to have really been trying really hard to get us uh, as the audience to hate Boyd leading up to the finale. Um, following this trainer, you surprised the show didn't have him kill Constable Bob or is Bob off limits? I First off, I do think Bob is off limits. I don't think you're killing Constable Bob in the same season that you killed Dewey Crow. I feel like that's just not fair. Uh, but then again, I mean, they did kill Dewey Crow, so who knows? But uh, I feel like if you killed one, you don't need to kill them both. Um, but I think that they don't need him. I'm not surprised that he didn't kill Constable Bob for that reason, but also because I don't think he needed to to really finally get this moment where Boyd just shoots this guy. Just like shoots this totally pleasant stand-up dude in the head just because, again, it's getting him a few inches further. It's just getting him a little bit further up the road, a little bit closer to Ava, a little bit closer to his money. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I'm fully out on Boyd Crowder just because he's so charismatic and so compelling. And, you know, there is like a piece of you that, that still wants some form of redemption. But I'm wondering more and more, does that exist for this guy? Or has he painted himself into such a corner that that doesn't exist as an option on the table anymore? I think it's a really fair question. And I mean, I, you talk about Dewey Crow, that's what the first episode of the season. So we started with, we started this season with Boyd being kind of a dark guy and we come off of a season five where he was pretty damn dark there. He got involved. You know, this is a, this is a sort of downward arc for Boyd Crowder where he starts as the kind of guy who's too smart to really believe the kind of anti-Semitic ramblings that he's giving Raylan when they first re-meet. Uh, and then he's the kind of guy you want to see live through that first episode. And then even through the first season, he's blowing up meth trucks. He says meth is poison. Yeah. You see him at the beginning of season two. Uh, he really is trying to live a straight and honest life. He doesn't even want to get involved in any capers. Even after, after that, he he's not with the Black Pipe people. He actually pulls a fast one on them uh, and then works with Mags Bennett. Um, so he is uh, he has been a complicated character throughout. But somewhere in season five, he started getting involved with heroin uh, and he started really kind of turning the tables on people like Cousin Johnny uh, and really going from like kind of an anti-hero to sort of a really like just uh, kind of uh, anti-human. Uh, and he beat the heck out of the funeral director guy. Yeah. Uh, then made him kill and killed him, then killed him, then killed him for the crime of what? Not welcoming him in and being evil to he and Ava uh, and being against him. And he left Ava kind of twisted. I mean, the, the funeral way. guy had it coming. Let's just be honest. Because he was Bernard from Lost? No, not because he was Bernard from Lost. Because he helped set up Ava go, to go to jail. I guess that's true. Although he didn't really set her up, right? That was a, that uh, was a all on... Uh, 
uh, Ficus's own part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, he did have it coming just because he was like, they made him like kind of a shitty guy. So that wasn't a full on Boyd beating up an innocent person kind of thing. But here he's now it was off screen, but he tried to kill Constable Bob and left him to bleed out. He uh, he did kill Dewey Crow. And I don't know, man, I he kills this just normal ham and egger here in this truck. And I don't know that that's a, I don't know that that's good Boyd. I, I, I only mention this because from the feedback on our last episode, uh, Susan Appleby said basically uh, that she was over Boyd, that she was done with it. Yeah, no, and I know a lot of people are feeling that way. She was over. She says completely over my infatuation with the psychopath Boyd. Earlier this season, I was wondering what really drives him. I thought maybe it was Ava, but it was only money. He's a fantastic actor and character, but I don't care if he leaves Harlan alive. And I used to desperately want him to make it. That was last episode. And what he does in this episode, kill a ham and egger, try to kill Constable Bob. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's rough. I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't know if we're if we're being set up to to have Boyd not make it and, and have that be a little bit of a softer landing or maybe we're set. I, I just don't know where we're heading with that um, because he just seems to be getting worse, even as Raylan is getting more like him. Uh, and so I don't know exactly what that says about Boyd or, or Raylan, um, but I, it's something that's definitely ha- it's definitely happening. Yeah, well, I'll say that like. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trending down on Boyd, but I'm trending up hard on Raylan here when Raylan is, you know, when, when these two meet in the night, uh, you know, when they're crossing paths in the woods, first off, you, you had me at your teeth glow in the dark. That's just such a great line that Raylan spits out at Boyd when they're exchanging gunfire. But also like this whole thing about like, uh, like I, I don't have the exact quote right in front of me. I'm looking for it. Here it is. I, I crossed the line with my eyes wide open. Uh, like he's given up on everything so that he can murder Boyd and he's basically like, yeah, that seems like the right thing to do. Uh, I, I mean, I know that I shouldn't be on Raylan's side about this. I should want more from Raylan. Uh, but I, I, I love, I love this version of Raylan Givens, this off the, off the rails, unhinged Raylan Givens, who's just ready to do it. Um, it's a, it's a very cool version of the character, if not the healthiest version we've seen. Yeah, I agree. And it's tough to uh, that line is is the key one, I think, about crossing the line with the eyes open. There's kind of a call back to the first season, right, where Raylan's like, who do you see in who, who you know, whose face do you see in the eyes when of all those people you kill? Is it your daddy? And Raylan's basically like what it used to be, but it's not anymore. Like I'm past that. I'm through that. Uh, but Raylan really does feel like he needs to kill Boyd and Boyd kind of doesn't believe that. He just can't believe that Raylan is he, he, he says something. And I wrote in my notes, man, this is all really great. I hope Josh is writing it down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he said, I can't find the quote. Uh, no, but yeah, no, I, I, I have stuff written down. It's um, in that same scene. I mean, it really is like he Raylan is basically saying or Boyd is basically sizing up Raylan and being like, you know what? Like you're you're not you're dirtier than I thought. Like yeah. you're you're not the honorable man I thought you were or whatever that you're willing to cross this line and do this to me. Yeah, he says, just, you don't even know why you want to kill me. It's a lie you tell yourself that Boyd Crowder must die. Just say it, Raylan. Just say, I want to win. Uh, so he thinks that Raylan just wants to win in this competition with Boyd. Uh, meanwhile, Raylan needling at Boyd as well. Uh, Raylan saying, well, how about you say what you really want to say? I want the money. Uh, I want to I kill Ava. I want to kill the woman who stole my money and shot me and left me for dead. And Boyd seems injured by that. He's, yeah, he's like, how do you know what's in my heart, Raylan? You don't, or know, you don't know what's in my heart. And Raylan says, what heart? 
Uh, uh, you know, uh, and that's where Boyd says, well, you don't even know what's in your own heart. You've given up everything so you can murder me. And Raylan says, I crossed the line with my eyes wide open. Um, and it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. And, and Boyd offers Raylan a deal. He says, you sure you don't want me to kill you and keep you a hero? Cause that makes for a hell of a bedtime story. Yeah. Uh, and Raylan says, this is the only story here tonight, meaning the story of me killing you. Um, but you know, it ends because Bob is screaming off in the distance. Raylan is going to end up going after him. Boyd is going to be able to slip away. What is the last thing Boyd says? He says something like, you're not the man I thought you were. You're exact. Now I know. Now I know exactly who you are. What does he say to him? Uh, he, he says he says to Raylan, um, that, you know, Bob might still be alive. I shot him a couple of times at the trailhead. Uh, he might still be alive. Aren't you going to go after and help him? Uh, and Raylan says, well, Bob can take care of himself. And Boyd says, if you really feel like that, oh, hell, Raylan, then I've already won. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Pretty strong. Yeah, it's a good scene. It's a really good scene. And I, I, I know, you know, I know what you mean when you say like it's kind of a chess pieces moving episode where you don't get the confrontations that you really want. But, um, you know, thinking... Uh, outside of like the final fatal or, or at least totally final scene between uh, Raylan and Boyd that I would assume would end with one or both men not making out of it alive. Um, this is a pretty damn good, you know, second to last. Like this is a really cool scene between the two of them where guns are drawn and shots are exchanged. And uh, it definitely I don't know. It, it definitely sets the stage for how these two guys see each other right now and in real plain English in a way that we haven't gotten on the show before or, or at least in a long time. Um, so it's a really good, raw, honest scene that I just I loved this scene. I thought it was great. Yeah, this is a, this is a fantastic. I mean, the only the, I mean, I really don't have any complaints. The only my only complaint is it wasn't twice as long. Uh, uh, sure. And I could have listened to these guys talk back and forth about kind of the their very core uh, analysis of each other. I could have listened to it all night. So yeah, totally. Uh, all right. So we've got Ava Crowder. She is going to get picked up by Markham's goons. Uh, I, I had to go back and watch to see what she dropped. She uh, drops the, she drops Dewey, Dewey Crow's necklace. Yeah. How about that? So, so how is that going to come into play? Like it's what, a good what question. Can, what can that tell anybody? The only person that knows the significance of that, right, is Raylan. Uh, I guess Boyd does know the significance of it, too. Yeah, so he could track her that way, maybe. I, don't I mean, Raylan could know that, that she's on the go or that she that she lost something, that she made it down the hill, right? That she made it down the hill. Raylan is the only one who knows that Ava has the necklace. Right. So the only person that that can really matter to in is terms Raylan. of its connection to Ava is Raylan. Yeah, that's right. Um. I guess, you know, to be continued on that. TB, TBC. TBC. Like I said, it's just proof she made it down the hill into that bridge. Beyond that, I don't know that it's proof of anything. It, Raylan already established it's not really good proof of a murder or anything. It's just a necklace. Uh, yeah, it might have some blood on it, but that doesn't really prove anything. So at the end of the day, if Raylan does turn that up, you know, in the grass there, if Raylan somehow gets out of the predicament he finds himself in, he might recognize that Ava did make it down the hill, but past that, I don't know how that leads her to Markham in any way. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to Markham. Let's go to the Markham and Loretta scene. Uh, the, the death of Derek very quick. Yeah. Uh, first time we're seeing Markham kill someone with his own, uh, hands, I think. I, uh, yeah, this is more of a mercy kill, but yeah. 
Uh, you know, he's, he shoots him. But, I mean, it sets the stage for the fact that maybe Markham could kill Loretta here if Loretta wasn't so awesome. Uh, but, you know, he, he basically says, uh, I'm getting Ava Crowder sent to me right now. I'm going to get my money. Uh, I thought that maybe you might have heard about something with this, seeing as you and Boyd are business partners. I thought maybe you and Ava were in on this together. Uh, Loretta, cool as a cucumber. She's such a such a little badass here. Um, but basically she's basically a badass and Avery, you know, gives her 30 seconds to change his mind as to why he shouldn't just kill her right now. Uh, tell me why I shouldn't kill you, Loretta McCready. Uh, here is why. Uh, this is what she says. You can kill me. Go right ahead. Uh, you can just kill me and you can buy all this land, but bear in mind the time it may take, uh, and the unexpected costs it might incur. What I can offer you is a partnership. Immediate access not only to my land, but to my growing expertise. You got boys like Boone who know about watching land, but no one raised around these buds like I was. Add to that my ties to Harlan County. You know, what if weed doesn't get legalized like we think? I can tell you who among the criminal elements you can trust. A partnership with me? I can tell those same folks that they can trust you. Uh, great, 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 great stuff from Lauren McCready, and it impresses the hell out of Avery Markham, who says, the first time I saw you, I knew I liked you. Didn't much care for what you did at Pete's World. <laughs> uh, but I saw something in you that reminded me of Catherine, and I could use uh, a hard little girl in my fold. Uh, besides Boone here is sweet on you. So what do you think of this alliance between Loretta and Avery? Is this just a survival measure for her, and does Avery buy it? I mean, I do think it's a survival measure by her. Uh, we talked about this a little bit, I think, already. There's not a ton of incentive in it uh, once you realize that Boone is part of the deal. I think Markham buys it, don't you? I would, he says you remind me a little bit of Mags Bennett. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, as established, Avery maybe is just not as badass as we think. Like, you know, is it as together as we think? Uh, I could see him, you know, buying into this for sure. Yeah, uh, at this point... Uh, look, if he uh, he if if you're Avery Markham, do you stay around in Harlan County or do you get the f out of there? Get the hell out of there. Get your money and go. No doubt. Like this is just a late latest in a long line of bad ideas. Then again, and, a guy a guy like Avery Markham might also figure like I've lost so much. Like, am I just going to turn around with nothing to show for it? That's called throwing good money after bad, Josh. Uh, okay, but you know this is also the guy who hired Tigerhawk. That's true. Uh, you know, you could just see it. You really could. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, I do think that that's part of it uh, because I, I still like the idea uh, that, that, it, that Loretta could apple pie somebody before the end of this. And I, how did she's she, get, at, how she's did she at, get that apple pie though, man? I she's think at the out. Bennett barn. She's at the, she's at the classic like Bennett uh, drying uh, station there that she's at her home base. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like it could be close at hand. I don't know. I just remember it didn't work on Markham. Mm hmm. Uh, he sniffed it out, literally. Yeah. So I don't see how that could happen with with Markham, but I think it could happen. I just I feel like that we got the again we got the reference to how someone that that she reminds someone of Mags. Uh, we've seen her bring the apple pie out earlier and mention it. Uh, I just I, it seems possible to me. I don't know. Not impossible. Now it doesn't seem like it'll happen with Markham, uh, but man, it would be hilarious and amazing if it happened with Boone. Even though, I think the ending for Boone is going to come at the hands of Raylan. I hope maybe, so. maybe somebody else, but I think at the hands of Raylan. Hope so. Uh, the end of Bob is not going to happen at the hands of Raylan. Raylan gets to Bob on time, gets him in the car. 
Uh, he's been shot up pretty bad, though. He's, you know, been shot in the gut, uh, somewhere in the chest, it looks like. He's passing out. He wants Raylan to help him stay awake. Ask me trivia. Uh, what was Indiana Jones's arch enemy? And Raylan doesn't want to answer because he probably doesn't know the answer. How uh, could he not know that? I mean, he hates those guys. Yeah, uh, hates those guys. And I mean, pretty easy to come up with the answer. It's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I think it's uh, aging. Aging. Yeah, yes. time. Yes. <laughs> not wearing an earring. Time. Airplanes. The ground if he's flying a plane. Yeah, airplanes. Yes. Uh, ankle, ankle muscles. Yeah, Callista Flockhart. Oh, uh, oh boy. Six days and seven nights. Yeah, so there's a lot of answers that he could have gone with, but instead he just uh, says, just breathe, buddy, and Bob starts to pass out at that moment. So it's like, you should have said something. Come on, man. Uh, but he's he's on the way. He's He calls a hospital. He says the officer is shot, and on top of that, he knows how to get to Boyd Crowder. Uh, meanwhile, Boyd Crowder, uh, he is going to come upon Uncle Zachariah. Uncle Zachariah thinks he has the drop on Boyd. It turns out Boyd has the drop on Uncle Zachariah. He's going to shoot him. He's going to get him on the ground. Uh, and then it turns out that Uncle Zachariah potentially has the drop on Boyd uh, at the expense of his own life. Suicide play here. Yeah. And not uh, this is a dynamite man like this is he has uh, played some played some played some games with that dynamite in the past. And he's almost taken Boyd out with an explosion before. So it would have been kind of uh, great on his in his mind to take him out with an explosion here. Boyd, I guess, gets just a little bit of the the blowback from the explosion, but seems to come out of it. Not too worse for the wear. Right. I guess I was thinking that he seemed a little bit injured. But thinking on it now, I, I said that at the start of the show. But thinking about it right now, it's probably just him like reeling from that and also how quickly i forgot that he did get shot fairly recently yeah and i mean that could rip up a kind of suture or something yeah, yeah, yeah. a shock explosion like yeah. that so he i guess he would be in danger of bleeding out i think he's got a little bit of blood on him uh in his on his shirt in that moonlight scene there uh that he's got with raylan i do think he's got i thought for a minute that raylan actually shot him uh-huh. uh and i because i because I, I was like is he hit then i saw a little bit of wetness in his shirt but i think i realized that that was from the previous wound from ava yeah. Uh, so either way, not, Boyd Crowder's not a, a bad, healthy man. He's in a bad way. Yeah. He's, he's seen better days for speaking of Harrison Ford. He's like Richard Kimball uh, after the uh, after the train derailment. <laughs> yeah. After he escapes from the bus. But he has he has no beard. So uh, he's not quite like Richard Kimball. Well, maybe he's just like uh, Richard Kimball, like 10 minutes after that. Yeah. And I don't think that he would in a few minutes be able to say, I did not kill my fiance. Said, I don't care. Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Oh, man. Love Sam Gerard. Anyway, um, any eulogy for Uncle Zachariah's Uncle Zachariah uh, parts this mortal coil here? No, I mean, Jeff Fay was great, right? Yeah, His- we, we are recording this on Lost Day. 4-8-15. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, oh, man. You know, it was so great to have him on Justified just to stare into his beautiful baby blue eyes. His uh, Kentucky accent wasn't the best. I mean, he, he was, there was a lot of... That's going to go over my head, but for you, you picked up on that. There was a lot of dats and don'ts and, like, uh, just things that I'm like, okay, that's not... I mean, I see you're doing something, but that's not really that on point. Mm-hmm. But, um... But he he I thought he was great. Like, I I really appreciate the role that he served. And I like I said, I really do think a large part of it was to serve to remind us that that there wasn't Ava Randolph that we didn't even necessarily ever know that we only ever knew Ava Crowder from the jump. uh, We see, you know, the stuff that's happening uh, as the show begins with Bowman. And we see we know how the show and the the pilot, how fire in the hole ends uh, with her and kind of. 
she seems to shake it off and she seems to be on the surface, like all breezy about it. But I think the truth is like, she is truly a victim. And I think that I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't think it's right for people to tell her she's a victim. And I don't think Zachariah has really done that, but I think that his mere existence and kind of reminding us um, that she really was a victim at the hands of these Crowders, uh, I think is an important part of the Ava Randolph and Ava Crowder story. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode ends with Raylan in custody. Where's that going? I, it's just like on top of everything, we're going to throw the bracelets on Raylan right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I did like that. That was a, that was a sort of a no good deed goes unpunished kind of thing where it happened because he chose to bring Bob to the hospital. And I don't know if he's going to get out of how he's going to get out of this, but I assume that he is going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. You'd have to think with him like the first 10 minutes, he's got to get out of, it. he's got business to take care of. Yeah, so the question is, does Art or Tim or Rachel give him one final shot? Does he slip away without them knowing it? Um, does he talk or, or kind of convince somebody else uh, that's some sort of law enforcement officer to get him out or give him a break? Uh, I don't know how that all plays out, but he's definitely – him being in custody is not going to be the central story of the next episode. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, what is going to be – at the heart of next week, Antonio. Give us a preview of what you expect from the, the final episode of Justified. So I guess... Markham, called, called the promise. Markham is probably going to... Um, Markham is probably going to take Ava to the pizza portal, right? Or is he going to take her to the, to the barn with Loretta? I don't know. I mean, the portal's been set on fire, but it didn't burn down. No, it's still, um, still standing. So I don't know exactly where uh, where that where that goes. I mean, I, let's say he takes her to the barn, uh, which I think seems possible. Uh, is that something Boyd can track? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's going to call up Boyd. Maybe he wants to have a meeting with Boyd, some sort of face to face with Boyd. Well, here's the question Maybe that I he have. wants some vengeance on Boyd as well. Does he know? Um, does he know that that Ava shot Boyd? Uh, I don't know if he knows that or not. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we do know that. I mean, I think that he I think we can assume that he does very easily see him, though. If he doesn't know, you could very easily see Avery Markham pulling Boyd Crowder's own trick on on Boyd. You know, the the trick of I've got your woman come get come at me. Uh, You could see Boyd finding out where Ava is that way for sure. Yeah, that's true. And I so I don't know exactly where that goes. Um um, so I don't know. Uh, he obviously he could just kill Ava. I mean, that could absolutely be what ultimately happens. He knows Ava's got his money, so he has to know that Boyd is shot, right? Like yeah. that has to have happened. Yeah. Um. So he could just kill Ava. Like he could just kill Ava. But I don't think that's going to be what is happening. No, I mean that's just not going to be. That's not going to be the ending for Ava Crowder. So what is his, is he going to try to give, like, like you said, make Ava bait to get at Boyd? I think so. I think so. Or, or somebody, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I think that we are, we are looking, we're facing a Harlan standoff. You know, there's going to be a lot of guns pointed at each other in the next episode. I feel like that's got to be where we're going. There's so many people who are on the ground, so many boots on the ground here in Harlan. Everybody coming after each other. Everybody coming after that goddamn money. Uh, everybody's going to get in the same room at the same time. Don't you think that we have to get that? Isn't that the only way this goes down? 
like a Seinfeld type ending where all the stories converge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now my you question just spoiled is Seinfeld. What the hell? <laughs> People were listening to, to the yes. weekly podcast. Seinfeld ends in Harlan County, USA. Yeah, you can mark exactly. it down. Yeah. Does that, so does that, I think that that could be the barn. I mean, I think that could be the drying barn. I think that that could be one of the, the, the likely places where we end up as likely as any. Yeah, um, that and, would make the episode a true barn burner. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. And then once the barn's on fire, do you shut the door uh, or if the horse is out? I don't know. Who's the horse? Too many barn metaphors. Yeah. Too, Too many, many barns. Uh, yeah, I just I think the point is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of possibilities and, in the episode. And the episode's called The Promise. The episode is called The Promise. Is that the when in Rome Sturgill Simpson song, The Promise? I don't know. Uh, is the promise that uh, that promise that Raylan made to Ava that he'd protect her, that he'd, he'd get her out of here okay? Is it the promise that he is going to leave Harlan and go and be with Winona? Uh, as he basically says, I just got this one last thing I got to do. Um, you know, a lot of people have promised a lot of things on this show. So I think the promise is going to pertain to a, a ton of things. And I think that the promise is hopefully going to be what this show has promised us, which is a badass ending. This final season has been phenomenal. Uh, they are one episode away from, for my money, being one of the truly great final seasons of any show. Uh, it's a pretty exciting time here uh, on Justified because I couldn't have said the same thing about Sons of Anarchy with its final season, but with Justified's final season, if they can stick the landing here, this really is going to be one of my favorite final seasons of any show that I've ever watched. Yeah, uh, I I completely agree with you. I they've just they've known kind of what they're building to earlier in this episode. You said that you're happy that they didn't kind of do this sort of thing where everything happened in this episode and the next episode it kind of comes slowly down. And I agree with that because they have built to a very uh, frantic conclusion, and I'd hate to see that not end up being kind of frantically matched. So. This could be a thing where in the first 10 episodes or first 10 minutes of that final episode, something big, big happens, like a major character dies or we get a major plot point that's going to drive the rest of the episode, which is why I agree with you. I don't think Raylan is going to be in custody that long. Uh, but otherwise, for other predictions, I don't know. Hunter Scholl, as you mentioned earlier, had said that uh, Hunter thought that Duffy was going to walk away with the money. Hunter also thought that Loretta is going to kill Markham, uh, that we might actually get a Judge Reardon appearance, a Stephen Root appearance, letting oh, Raylan cool. off the hook. That'd be great. And uh, and that Hunter also said that uh, Boyd 100% has to die and that Raylan will survive. It's a dark show, but it's going to have a happy ending, that Raylan will go out on top, leaving Harlan behind forever and making peace with the memory of his father. Maybe he's okay with being like Arlo after all. And I think that's uh, there are so many good possibilities. That's a great one, obviously. I think there's so many things that are not only narrative that are in play uh, with things like we're talking about, like is the money buried? Uh, yeah. Somebody else going to get a piece of that? Who did Ava call? But they're also thematic. Um, the the story of Raylan in, in Harlan County, the story of Boyd Crowder and the Crowders, uh, the story of Loretta and the story of the people that are trying to make a piece forward for Harlan County. Uh, it, there are so many things thematically that are there that will also be addressed. And I like you like the opportunity to observe beyond the show, which we'll do uh, after our initial thoughts in the finale uh, about some of those themes that I'm sure we won't get the biggest bow put on that we really will have to sit back and think about thematically where the show ended up. But it's a rare show. 
that can put so many stakes on the line thematically and narratively uh, and dra- draw them out and, and really kind of bring them all to bear at the same time in the final episode. Fantastic final season of Justified. Fantastic television series. All right. Well, we are going to talk about the series finale. Oh, my God. The series finale, The Promise, next week. Uh, right after the episode, maybe like 15, 20 minutes right after the episode, we, uh, we need some time to collect our thoughts. Uh, but we will be live after the episode next week, uh, Tuesday, April 14. I would guess it's going to be, unless it's a supersized episode, I would guess we will be on somewhere around 1115 to 1130 Eastern. Possible that it's a longer episode. I don't have that information right in front of me, but give us about 15 minutes after the episode, uh, ends and we will, we will be on the air. We will talk about it. Then as, as we've said, Antonio and I, we will get back together we'll talk about justified overall we'll do one final postmortem on this really terrific series uh and hopefully we'll be as enthusiastic about all of it as we've been this whole way because i really do think we're well positioned for a truly great finale uh follow antonio on twitter he is at ac mazzaro two z's one r i'm at round howard like ron howard but rounder uh anything else antonio like Terrence Howard, but, but around. I said that the other day on the road. To I Westeros. heard it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Speaking of the road to Westeros, uh, those are daily Game of Thrones podcasts we're doing here on Post Show Recaps, if you have not been listening. Uh, but also, Antonio is going to be live with me on Sunday night after the Game of Thrones season premiere. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. We're not going to be talking about anything else, Josh. That's it. It's just Game of Thrones. Yes, nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, but yeah, Antonio filling in for Rob Cesternino, who will be uh, away. Uh, he will not be able to join us for the premiere, so Antonio is going to be filling in. So that'll be a lot of fun. So lots of uh, Wiggler Mazzaro action headed your way in every single way imaginable. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Oh, yeah, do the wiggle. Okay. Uh, do we have a hashtag for this one? I'm struggling to think of one right now. Constabolo. Constabolo. Let's do that. Constabolo. Hashtag Constabolo. Send that our way if you enjoyed the show. Looking forward to talking to you all live next week. You guys should all show up. Everybody's listening to this. Make it a point. Uh, watch the finale live. Come talk about it with us live. You guys have been the lifeblood of this podcast. It's been really fun to talk to you all season long uh, and in our in our recaps of the previous season. So we definitely want you there live after the finale. Looking forward to it. Antonio, um, I will. I'll see you soon. In I'm looking forward New York to it. When we no. Go. Oh my. God. All right. Okay. Take care of everybody. Quit taking up the past. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Oh,